In this week's parsha, Vayero, we have the mitzvah of Achnosas Orchem. Avraham Avinu going all out to treat his guests that he perceived were Arabs worshipping the dust of their feet, and nevertheless he took care of them like royalty. And this is a great mitzvah that we learn from Avraham Avinu, and Chazal tell us that the mitzvah is so great, it's greater than being in an intimate encounter with the Shekhinah. Because we see that Hashem came to visit Avraham Avinu, and in the, right in the middle of that visit, he put Hashem on hold and he says, I'm not Don't go away, I need to take care first of these men. So great is the mitzvah of So the Magan of Ram Shabbos says an interesting thing. He says you should know that although um, it's a great mitzvah, is a great mitzvah, but it doesn't make the meal a Sudas mitzvah. There in Halacha, we have certain things that are also mid Rabbanon, but when they're permitted to be performed on Shabbos. Right? For example, you'll have to tell a goy to do a Malacha de Rabbanon. It's called a Shvuz de Shvuz. It's a double de Rabbanon, because telling a goy to do a Malacha is a de Rabbanon, and now you tell a goy to do a Malacha which the Malacha itself is also de Rabbanon. A Shvuz de Shvuz, you'll have to do Lutzerich Mitzvah, for a Mitzvah. So, for a bris, you'll have to do a melacha de Rabbana through a goy. Same thing, there are certain things the Chachamim uh, prohibited to be done on Shabbos, not because there's anything wrong with those activities, but only because they involve uh, some extra labor. It's a labor-intensive activity. And on Shabbos, they didn't want people to engage in activities that involve a lot of physical labor. It is just not in the spirit of Shabbos. But Lutzerich Mitzvah, they said it's okay. So there in Halochet is a, an example of that. Was, um, people used to have storage rooms for different foods. People used to store a lot of food in different rooms, different types of food. And people would, uh, during the meal, if you needed, you were run short of a certain type of food, you go and, and get it from the storage that was designated for that type of food. So how people would fill up the room and then they would start uh, supplying their meals with those from those storage rooms. But in the first time when you open a new storage room that has just been filled, it takes a lot of effort to make a pathway to get inside and, and to be able to access the food easily so that during the meal, if there's a need for some type of food, you can go easily in and take the food and bring it out all at once. But if it's on Shabbos, they said, don't start uh, retrieving food from a storage place that has not been opened yet. It's the first time that you are supplying from that storage room. Why is that? Because it involves a lot of labor to, when you open up a new storage place, you need, you need to first make some arrangements and pull things around, rearrange things so that to gain access to the food. And on Shabbos, you don't want to do something that's slow labor in, so physically labor-intensive. So it says, for a mitzvah, you're allowed to do it. Let's say, Hamasas Orchim, or for a Swedish mitzvah, Abris Mila, you're allowed to do it on Shabbos. You can open a new storage place, and even if it involves some labor, for a mitzvah, you're allowed to. Says the Magen Avram, yes, Hamasas Orchim is a mitzvah, but the meal itself is not a Swedish mitzvah. For example, Chazal tells us that a Chochem, a Talmud Chochem, doesn't eat out, out of his own home, 
unless it's a Sudas mitzvah. He's invited to a wedding, to a bris milah, to a siyamasechta. These are meals that are qualified as Sudas mitzvah. The meal itself is a, is a, is a mitzvah meal. A Sudas mitzvah, you know, a Talmud Chacham would eat even though it's not in his own uh, private home. So says the the the, the Magen of Rome, but Achnosas uh, Orches does not make the milah suris mitzvah. Regarding a Talmud Chacham, that a Talmud Chacham wouldn't come and partake in such a meal just because the Orchim is such a at such a table. And he brings a proof from a Gemara in Shabbos that the Rav wouldn't was at a wedding and wouldn't eat the meat and wouldn't eat it wouldn't eat anything. And Chazal there they are questioning why didn't Rav eat. And the conclusion is, he didn't eat because the type of wedding it was, was that Rav didn't approve. Chazal, Chazal say that Abbas Talmud Chochem, a girl who grew up in a home of great Torah wisdom, should not marry an Amoritz. Somebody is totally devoid of Torah. And in those days, an Amoritz was more than just ignoramus. It was also a matter of... Um, an individual of a crude and primitive character. Uh, so, so this was at that type of a wedding, which Rav felt was inappropriate. As Chazal say, a bas Talmud Chochem, a daughter of a Talmud Chochem, should not marry that type of individual, an Amoritz. And at such a wedding, he didn't want to eat. He felt that the meal wasn't really a Suda's Mitzvah. Asked the Bogan of Rome, but they were guests at the meal. And if Achnosus Orchem transforms the meal into a Sudas Mitzvah, then the Rav could have eaten. Because of the Mitzvah Achnosus Orchem. So we see from here that the meal is not a, is not a Sudas Mitzvah just because the Orchem at the table. But the Chsam Seifer there in his uh, notes on the Bogan of Rome disagrees. And he says that especially when there's a Talmud Chacham at the table, the meal should be considered the Surah's Mitzvah. And the fact that Rav didn't eat at that wedding is because there was something negative. He felt that this wedding was a wedding that was not uh, a positive thing. It was actually a negative uh, type of wedding. A relationship between two families that he felt were not compatible. So that's why he wouldn't eat. Be it as it may, there is a story so the Mizritcha Magid that I heard from a granduncle of mine, Rambaba Pliskin, a very well a quite well known Chassid, great man. This was like a few weeks before his passing. I went to visit him and he told me the following story about about Achnosis Orchis. the mitzvah of Orchis in the time of the Mizritcha Magid. The Talmida Magid had a problem, they had a question. Shabbos came, every Shabbos Everybody wants to feel the Gedush of Shabbos. Shabbos is an exciting time, but not everybody feels it. You have to be on a more spiritually refined level to feel the Gedush of Shabbos. Come Shabbos, you feel the excitement, the Simcha, the joy, the Gedusha. So they wondered, they did feel it. But they thought maybe it's not the Gedush of Shabbos that gets them excited. Maybe it's just the artificial surroundings that surround the observance of Shabbos, like you have a white tablecloth, everybody dresses uh, beautifully, and, and uh, people sing beautiful songs, and the food on the table, everything creates an atmosphere of elation. Uh, 
So it's really induced artificially by the different uh, details in the surroundings of the observance of Shabbos. But it's not that they're tuning in to the inner godly spiritual world of Shabbos. That's not what excites them. It's, it's an artificial effect. So they were a little bit perplexed. How can they make a, some kind of a test to see whether their excitement on Shabbos is from Shabbos or is it just an artificial effect coming from the food and the clothes and the singing and the davening? And so they decided to do an experiment. It's a nice scientific style of experiment. They'll do Shabbos on a Wednesday. They all get dressed up for Shabbos, and they'll have challah on the table and fish and all the machol in Shabbos. They'll sing and they'll dance and they'll, of course, everything short of saying a bracha because you can't say the kiddush on a Wednesday. But they'll they'll do everything possible within the boundaries of halacha to do a Shabbos on a Wednesday night, and then they'll see. In science, you call it the isolate the factors, and then you see which one is the real factor to this effect. So if you can do Shabbos on a Wednesday, you see, if the excitement is there on, Friday, on Wednesday night, from the, you know, from the experience of Shabbos, then they know that they're not excited from the Shabbos. That means there's a lot of trouble. They'll be very disappointed. But if they don't feel anything on Wednesday, maybe there's a chance that on Friday night when they get excited, it's because of Shabbos. And Wednesday is not Shabbos. So they all got together and they did a, a Shabbos. And they dressed up with a streimel and with, with the food and they sang. And as they got together in the shul to celebrate the, the, the so-called Shabbos on Wednesday, they felt the same elation they felt every Shabbos. And that really disappointed them. So they went to the Maggit and told the Maggit their experiment and how disturbed they are. The Maggit said to them, tell me, do you have a guest at the table? And they said, you don't remember. Till one of the Talmudim remembered that while they were celebrating Shabbos on Wednesday, some uh, guy, a uh, schlepper, was traveling through town. It was snowing outside, it was cold. Came into the shul, freezing and shivering. He was traveling through. So he thought in the shul he can warm himself and he was very hungry. And he sees suddenly people in Streimlach and they're singing uh, Shabbos Miras and there's candles on the table and there's challah and, and he said, wait a second, is it Shabbos? He thought, maybe I, I, I got confused with the calendar. Then he thinks to himself, you know, who cares? There's food on the table, there's hot soup. I'll join the meal and I'll just eat and get myself a little uh, revived. And he ate and he ate a good meal and he enjoyed himself. Anyway, so this Talmud remembers that this guy came sort of uh, in the middle quietly, inconspicuously into the, into, into the shul, sat down at the end of the table and without being noticed by the other Talmudim, ate a, a hearty meal and enjoyed himself very well. Says the Magid, that's the reason he got excited. He felt this Shabbos elation because the spirit of Shabbos came to you on Wednesday. Indeed, it was Shabbos that excited you. Because when you have a guest in your home, even if it's Wednesday, that guest brings the spirit of Shabbos into your home.
just telling the story, it's first it's a beautiful story, but also seems to imply a little bit that it's not just that the host does a mitzvah, but it's also that the whole atmosphere in the home is transformed into a very um, special place, a spiritual place. Whether the meal itself is a sort of mitzvah, we can debate, but uh, there's definitely a transformation of the environment.